Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we talked to a farmer west of Regina who had crops destroyed and windows broken in his home from last night's hailstorm north of Craven. Cattlemen are facing serious fodder and water problems from ongoing drought conditions in many parts of the province. We have an update on grain prices from Alan Johnson. Most remain quite good. Real agriculture looks at the pea leaf weevil. The province provides support for Canada's first straw pulp plant to be built near Regina. And Richardson Grain expands its holdings in the United States. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazang Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazang, 306-721-6667. Hail struck several areas of the province last night. Gary Brandt farms west of Regina, about 10 miles north of Craven. He says the golf ball size hail broke windows in his house and destroyed some crops. Well, it was about 8 o'clock last night there, and they had to be at least golf ball size, I would think. Uh, it took out windows on the west side of my house and garage as well. And siding on the house and the shed are probably going to have to be replaced as it is, as too, for that matter. What about the crops? How do they look? 100%. Uh, and that stretches for at least eight miles of what I've seen personally right now. We have some land that's probably close to 18 miles, and it's anywhere from 20, 20% to 100% uh, crop loss on all this hail. So you got a lot of loss there. How were the crops looking before the hail? Uh, they were suffering big time from heat stress, as was. We, like, we were really were short of rain and looking for moisture here. And we actually had two storms last night, Jim. Now, the first one happened around 6 or 7, and the ground was white there, but the hail came straight down with no wind. And I don't know if this is a plow wind or anything like that, but the one window in my house actually exploded when it hit, got hit with hail last night. So that was pretty rough hail. Boy, that sounds like a pretty serious storm. Uh, stripped uh, uh, leaves off of trees, the whole works here as it is. And we were just talking with neighbors, and it's the worst storm we've had in this area since 1976. Any idea how much rain came? The first storm was about 1.8 inches, and my gauge disappeared in the, in with a wind in the second one, but a neighbor said they had upwards of around 3 to 4 inches when it was all said and done then. We still have water laying in the fields, even after all this heat there. There's, and another thing, I just had a fellow look out look at some of the broken windows right now, and there's still hail laying in the shade against some of the buildings yet this, this morning. Gary Brand farms west of Regina, about 10 miles north of Craven. Hail also struck farms in the Bengoff region last night with eyewitnesses showing hail bigger than golf balls. 
Cattle producer groups in all four prairie western provinces are raising the alarm over ongoing drought conditions. Concerns over limited feed resources and access to quality water have some producers struggling to maintain their herd sizes. The chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Arnold Balicki from Shellbrook, says directors held a meeting last week to discuss the worsening situation. Right across the province, the story's the same. It's pretty much critical. Uh, there are uh, producers in the south who have who are grasser people, and, and they've taken them cattle to feed lots wherever they could or sold them at the auction marks. Uh, their pastures are completely brown. Uh, our pastures up in this part of the country, and, and for the most part, we never really worry about moisture, but our pastures are now turning brown, drying up. And even we're thinking we may have to start feeding our cattle a month or, or six weeks sooner than what's normal. And normal for us is about October. So it's bad. And the water situation is absolutely just horrible. I mean, we, we hear stories where the flus are going, uh, going dry or or going down and cattle are wading in to get to the water and they're getting stuck and uh, producers are having to try and help and get out of there. And so all these things are really becoming uh, almost an animal welfare issue. And, and uh, it's so critical that we're, we're pushing hard to, to, uh, you know, meet with governments and we need to, we need to have some collaboration between federal and provincial governments to help us through this crisis. This is not, this is not just a, a small part of the province. This is the entire province. This is the entire western four provinces are in big trouble. Balicki is surprised at the extent of the drought. That's probably true. In the 80s, I think mid-80s or so, uh, we, had a, we had a drought and then a mini drought in 202, but nothing, nothing like this that I can remember. And, and I, as you know, I'm getting up in age, so uh, I've never seen it. Balicki says producers are making special effort to ensure livestock are getting adequate water supplies. Well, a lot of the guys are trucking water. Even ourselves, we're hauling uh, water, which we never, ever do. We're hauling water to a couple of pastures so, so that the cattle don't have to go out into them sloughs. Uh, I understand uh, the water quality, the samples that have been sent into the ministry. Uh, I think uh, maybe uh, it's 48% is okay for cattle to drink, and I think 25 can be treated and 27 percent is is toxic so that's telling you something what this weather is doing to to the water supply it's not just feed it's water hay supplies could be in short supply oh absolutely i mean they're talking 200 dollars a bale and you know for for the last few years yeah we've had some 120 dollar a bale hay but they're talking 200 and it's going to get to the point where producers are going to have it figured out that they just can't pay that. It doesn't make any economic sense to do that. They're just going to dump them cattle for whatever uh, they can get for them. And, and of course, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing for the tax deferral on, on breeding stock that has to be sold because there just isn't any feed to, to bring in cattle through. And, and so we're, you know, we're going to be pushing hard for the governments to designate uh, the entire province, I guess, to, to uh, be considered a disaster area. Balicki explains further. Even if we had three or four or five inches of rain, it's just about past the point. I mean, you know, normally grass productivity uh, and legume productivity declines as you get into July and into August. And, and we're there now, so, you know, maybe your rains would help green it up. But as far as the, the quantity, it, it's not going to rebound. Balicki says some cattle have started moving to market. I understand some auction marks, the uh, sales are up 30%. So 
some auction marts uh, who normally shut down for the summer have not shut down because cattle are still coming to market. Cattle producers are facing some difficult decisions. Well, there are, and, and you know, when you and you talk about the difficult situations, and I'm not sure uh, if you're not a rancher if you realize the 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 toll it's taking on our producers and their families in regards to their mental health and well-being. This is a very traumatic time for these ranchers. I mean, what do you do with your cattle? You, and you don't want to give them away, and and you you keep thinking, well, it'll rain maybe in the next day or two, and things will get a little better. So, I mean, the stress level is, is extreme, just like the weather is beyond extreme. Arnold Balicki from Shellbrook is the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroughs.ca Pulse crops are reflecting relatively strong prices as the prairies face hot, dry weather this month. The president of Johnson's Grain, Alan Johnston of Wellwyn, says many crops in his area of eastern Saskatchewan need rain. Well, everything's pretty pretty happy prices here yet, like 35 cents on Laird's and 35 on new crop you can book. Eston's are around 32 right now, 32 for new crop. Richley's, 20, well, I got a bid here, 24 cents U.S. I can pay for Richley's because a lot of them come out of the U.S., and we can book new crop at 25 cents U.S. a pound. Red lentils are at uh, 32 cents for President new crop. Uh, yellow peas are 9 nine fifty. Uh, green peas are in the same range. It's just the market hasn't slipped much, but there's not been a, has not been a lot of grain moving because I just think we're kind of cleaned out for the first time in my 35-year history that there's just less and less grain left out there. You know. What about canary seed and even flax? Well, canary seeds at 34, 35 cents, so spot price and new crop, and uh, flax is up in the still in those high levels, 24, 25, 26. It depends on how much you got, where it is, but it's still very strong bids. I'm just noticing the futures this morning. The canola's up again. It's up about a dollar bushel down near this morning. It's up 30, 30 some cents. So it's just very strong markets, and we're heading into this crop. I think it's going to get the markets are just going to get stronger, in my opinion, because of the crops, which you and I need to talk about here, right? Exactly. But first, uh, how about feed grains? What price-wise are we looking at, say, oats, barley, and maybe even some feed wheat? Well, feed wheat's in that 8 and a quarter, 8.50 range, and uh, barley's in that 6.57, they tell me here in the office, because they've been trading some. It's just oats are very kind of difficult to move right now. Anyone that's a strong buyer of the oats, even in the in the edible market, are, are just kind of filled right out to a new crop and that but that could change here and in the nearby with this present situation again some other crops do you have uh, updated numbers on mustard well we always have mustard prices yes and just so you know grab my sheet here i just got a bid this morning on some mustards from a fairly strong buyer yellow mustard spot price right now 52 cents 50 cents for new crop brown mustard 43 for spot and 40 cents for new crop oriental mustard right now 36 cents 34 cents for new crop and Oriental Cutlass, 35 for a spot and 32 for new crop. So, again, those are strong, strong numbers, and it just has been all spring, you know. You touched on canola. Tell me a little bit more your thoughts on the canola and the wheat markets right now. Well, the canola markets are strong because, you know, there's been a lot of future uh, forward price canola. I mean, thousands and thousands of tons of canola has been booked, and then we've got this incredible drought going on all through Western Canada. I had a call last Friday from a guy in Weimart, south of Swift Current, and he said they just totally wrote off their crops out there, just done. And southern Manitoba, really, really bad crops. Our area around here is, you know, decent-looking crops, but suffering, needing rain. It was, it was strange things. We had a bit of a thunderburst here last Thursday night, 
in Rokenville, they got anywhere from an inch to an inch and a half or two inches there, and I'm 10 miles east of there and virtually got not a thing. It's just that's the way these thunderclouds are. Lots of roaring and thunder and lightning last night, but not too much rain came out of it again in my area. So we're very dry, very dry, and crops are suffering every minute. And the canola is really going to be taking a hit in this. Right now it needs rain, and it's not getting that drop of anything. Alan Johnson is the president of Johnson's Grain Marketing. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Oosteros here with realagriculture.com. It is time now for another Pulse School episode. In this episode, I get to catch up with Megan Van Kosky, who's a field crop entomologist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Megan and I chat about the pea leaf weevil, scouting, thresholds, and so much more. Check out the conversation now. I want to get out when the plants are at that two to six node stage, really before the root nodules are starting to form in order to try to control them. But uh, yeah, the weevils are probably out and active and, uh, and doing some of that foliar damage to crops right now. So. so what sort of thresholds are out there right now? So we use a nominal threshold for pea leaf weevil and that's actually based on the number of notches on the clam leaves or those terminal leaves, the newest ones just before they emerge. And so we're looking at if more than 30% of plants have damage on the terminal leaves, then that is meeting the threshold level for considering a foliar spray. The only issue is that all of the research that we've done and not yet published has shown that using foliar sprays really isn't effective against pea leaf weevil. And that, there's a few reasons for that. One is that they disperse over really long periods. And so even though you're spraying, that residual time isn't long enough and, and new weevils can come in and it doesn't take many weevils to lay enough eggs to damage the nodules underneath. So it's kind of a tricky system. So do you want to talk me through what that pea leaf weevil actually looks like and as well what the damage looks like? For sure. So the adult weevils are three to four millimeters long. They're kind of a brown or gray color with stripes down their backs and they're different from other weevils. Uh, a lot of weevils have really long noses um, or snouts, but the pea leaf weevil is actually part of a, a sub-tribe or a group in the weevil family that has broad noses. So they have a really short nose. Um, they're still really cute, um, although they do a lot of damage, but uh, they, they have those short noses instead of long noses. So that's one way to distinguish them from other weevil groups. And then the damage that they do are really characteristic u-shaped notches and at this time of year you can actually see that notching mostly in peas or faba but if you have alfalfa or sweet clover along the field edge you might see some notching damage on those host plants as well and are there any beneficial insects that can control them we're doing a lot of research on that right now um, i've got a couple of projects we're, and we're collaborating with a number of people in Alberta and, and across Saskatchewan here, where we're looking to see what kind of impact our uh, 
crabbed beetle populations have. Or so those are the ground beetles. You'll see them scurrying around. Um, they like to be buried, so they could actually be eating the, the larvae as well. So we're looking to see if, if those crabbed beetles do have a significant or an important impact on pea leaf weevil. We don't know that there are any parasitoids for pea leaf weevil on the prairies or really anywhere else where pea leaf weevil is established in the world. So probably those predators are the best option. So obviously we talked about thresholds and what that damage actually looks like, but if you're not paying attention to those thresholds, what, how detrimental can that damage actually be? Well, it's pretty variable in the literature and it also really depends on the, the, the quality of the soil and things like that, right? So if you're planting your peas into pretty rich soil with lots of nitrogen, then the impact of the larval feeding can be reduced and so um, there might not be a huge yield impact, but if you have a really large weevil population at the right time of year, you can see seedlings dying because of the, the foliar damage. And then of course, later on, we'll see that just there's so many weevils uh, in terms of adults and larvae that it can be overwhelming for the plant. So in areas that have high densities, you're definitely wanting to consider using some uh, insecticidal seed treatments before you plant just to try to reduce reduce that risk as the season goes on. Okay, and weather conditions, is there any sort of environmental conditions that pea leaf weevil really likes? That's a really great question. I have really come to the conclusion in the last few years that they're not very drought tolerant late in the season. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Infuse some energy into your next corporate event, customer meeting or conference with Real Ag Radio. Canada's National Agriculture Radio Show. Create a unique experience at your next event with host Sean Haney, broadcasting Real Ag Radio live on Sirius XM, featuring exciting guests, captivating interviews, and the latest news from the agriculture community. Contact advertising at realagriculture.com or call 587-787-1795 to book your on-location with Real Ag Radio today. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny sky, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high 27 degrees, the low 12. Tuesday, sunny, the high 29, the low 13. Wednesday, sunny, the high 29, the low 16. Thursday, sunny, the high 33, the low 17. Friday, sunny, the high 35, the low 18, that's the hot day for the week. Friday, once again, 35. Saturday, sunny, the high 34, the low 17. Sunday, sunny, the high 33. In other words, it's going to be sunny and hot all week. Normal high is 25, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 5.01 this morning. It sets at 9.07 tonight and around the province. The hot spot is in the southwest corner of the province, at 26 degrees, the cold spot up north, Key Lake, Uranium City, it's 17. Estevan and Saskatoon, 25. Swift Current, 23. Weyburn, 25. Yorkton is 23. 
In Regina, sunny and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 34, gusting to 46. Humidity is 39%, thermometer rising 101.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 25. Winds are from the northwest at 31, gusting to 48. Once again, Regina, sunny and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. The province's Innovation Saskatchewan is providing almost $400,000 to support Redleaf Pulp. Redleaf Pulp announced plans last month to build Canada's first waste straw processing plant for $350 million. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the provincial support of $400,000 follows a move by Ottawa to provide almost $500,000 for the project. Well, it's, it's really important, Jim. I mean, obviously, we were trying to get some, you know, diversification in the ag sector, and having this innovation fund with new technologies is something, you know, that we really do support, and seeing the financial commitment, not only from the province, but also through the uh, federal government, through their ag clean technology fund as well. So, But when we see this kind of innovation and using wheat straw and getting another value add for the product here, and also a return for farmers, too, that are going to be selling their straw to this facility, in the making of a new pulp that can be used, uh, obviously, for single use or for other uses. And I think with new technologies and with this company, they'll find uh, new ways to use this product in, in other ways as well. This could be pretty interesting because this plant that is the first in Canada will use waste straw that we have in our fields and turn it into paper products. That's pretty neat stuff. Yeah, it is. And uh, and that's something, you know, you take in, uh, you know, in the Regina Plains and areas that, you know, where the, the heavier soil is, the farmers there continued cropping have been for decades. And one of the uh, issues they've always had is the straw and getting rid of the straw or, you know, and how to utilize it. So, you know, in initial discussions with this company that myself and Minister Harrison did have, they saw huge support from the uh, farming community in and around Regina, that they didn't have to go too far around from the city to source the product. And that's good news. But as I said, it's just uh, a way to use a product that, in some cases, farmers want to remove it and re- reduce it somewhat. So this just gives them another opportunity to create a value off of their land and also for the industry and for the environment as well. So. It's a good news story all the way around, Jim. This company has actually talked about setting up even more plants across the prairies, including Saskatchewan. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, they're going to be looking at Saskatchewan just because of the arable acres that we have here, Jim. When you're looking at just over 40% of all the arable land in Canada is in the, in, within the boundaries of Saskatchewan, it is obviously opportunity for companies like this to expand. And, you know, and hopefully we see that. And then, uh, you know, it just helps us get to our value-added processing target of 2030. And that, and that this is the things that, as a government, you try and work with these companies that want to do this and hopefully offer them, you know, the right package that will... Uh, make them make their business decision, which they are, to invest here in the province of Saskatchewan. This plant will turn waste straw into what? 
Well, it'll turn it into a pulp, and, you know, and our, our, our single-use pulp paper product, which you'll probably see egg cartons and things. You know, I'm just blue skying on examples, but I'm sure they've got a list of products that they're going to use, probably even paper. So I think it's just an opportunity, or whether it's, you know, other forms of wood that they can process this. I mean, they would be the experts to answer that one, Jim, but we just see it as an opportunity for the farmers to create another value off of that acre of ground that they're not only growing cereal grain on and selling, but now they can uh, remove a product that, in some cases, does cause them problems the next year when they're seeding either a canola crop or a pulse crop into that ground. Redleaf pulp is expected to produce 182,000 tons of market pulp a year to be turned into products like paper towels, tissue, and cardboard. Construction is expected to be completed by 2023. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and SMHI. Richardson International is set to purchase North America's largest Durham flour and Simolina Miller. The Winnipeg-based company will buy 100% of the shares in Italgrani, USA. The assets include a mill, elevator and barge loading facility at St. Louis, three grain elevators in northwest North Dakota, and a commodity trading desk in Minneapolis. Richardson CEO Kurt Vossen says the acquisition is fully aligned with the long-term strategic goal of increasing its presence in food processing, having gone from canola to oats, now to Durham. The three North Dakota elevators are within a 60- to 90-minute drive from locations in southeastern Saskatchewan and southwestern Manitoba. A major expansion was completed in St. Louis three years ago, which allows it to grind about 1,800 tons of Durham each day. Market update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Canola gained $45 at $864.97. Number one red spring wheat went up six twelve at three forty seven zero one. The rest were unchanged. Durham three seventeen eighty three. Feed barley two fifty four sixty five. Flax six seventy seven ninety four. Lentils seven fifty one fifty. Oats two sixteen fifty three. Yellow peas three forty one seventy six. Feed wheat 238.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September spring wheat is up 14 and a quarter cents this morning at 8.28 and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Tuesday sale saw 700. In some cattle through the ring and swift current, cow market was a bit more active and strong. All the packers were uh, bidding and contending to get some cattle. Uh, the cow market averaged 86 and a half. Uh, good, solid, uh, fleshy kill cows from 90 to 95. The bull market all is steady, maybe even stronger. And the good Bologna bulls up to $1.25. We average a dollar twelve, but certainly a lot of good bulls trading in that. $1.10 to $1.15 range. The feeder heiferettes, two-year-olds, steady, 138 to 144. Young feeding cows, a little bit stronger, certainly not where they were a couple of weeks ago, but trading from 
95 up until $1.20. Into the feeding cattle, we're starting to see some very good replacement heifers hitting the markets because of the uh, dry conditions. Uh, feeder cattle strong. They were a little bit higher this week. Uh, eight weight heifers up to 182.83. And getting into the mid eights to nine, a lot of those cattle are dollaring out from 1450 to $1,540. Very, very refreshing when some people have to make some moves that we do have a strong market. And talking about having to make some moves, it's going to be an enormous size sale for this time of year coming up Tuesday. Certainly that's weather-related. There could be 1,400 head of cattle in swift current. That just does not happen this time of year. Uh, home for rain, home for lots of it, home for widespread, and sort out some things before those cow-calf pairs have to start moving in August and splitting. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,000 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 238 to 251 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,100 head, selling in a range of 235 to 251 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, July 10th are Ole West 2020 contract, 245.30, Ole West 2021 contract, 248.70, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 238.93, Hams Cash, 236.93, Thunder Creek Brick Go, 238.01, High Life Cash and High Life Contract, 252.80 dollars per CKG. Hams Cash Hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is up 40 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2476. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Premier Scott Moe says the federal government has rejected Saskatchewan's submission to replace the federal carbon tax. He adds Ottawa has indicated it will not be accepting any further submissions until 2023. Mo says Saskatchewan submission would have protected families, jobs and industries while exceeding the minimum federal standards in close alignment with other accepted provincial government programs. Mo says the rejection of Saskatchewan's submission can only be viewed as an arbitrary and political decision from the federal government. He says the province will be exploring all options to protect residents from the federal carbon tax. He hopes the federal government does not take the same arbitrary and political approach to ongoing areas of federal-provincial talks like child care funding, which Saskatchewan will continue to pursue. On the markets, the TSX is down 15 points at 20,242. The Dow has gained 128 points at 34,998. Oil is down 68 cents at 73.88 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 9 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.23 cents U.S., that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.